And so in China, they have a, uh, a custom now in response to this where anytime you go uh, to a Chinese home, there's always going to be a mat alongside the door. And they've got maybe like 20 pairs of different sizes of, of slippers. And so the idea is you come into the house and you take off your nasty, dirty outside shoes and you put on a pair of the nice, clean inside slippers. And so one of the first things that I got to navigate in China was that uh, these, uh, these slippers are very much Chinese sized. And I have my big American size 14 feet so that I can fit all of about uh, two toes inside one of these things, maybe three if I turn them sideways. And so my hosts would feel very embarrassed, like they had uh, failed to provide adequate hospitality for me because they didn't have any slippers that would fit me. And so my solution was I had to buy a pair of uh, American-sized slippers online and carry them around in my backpack. And anytime I went into a Chinese home, I would have to pull these out and put them on so that I didn't embarrass anyone or make them feel like they hadn't provided hospitality for me. So that's the Chinese solution to dirty streets. The Israelite solution was you have these basins and when you come in uh, the servant will wash your feet for you but of course you're walking through all of this nasty stuff that I just described so you can imagine imagine you're the person who has to do the foot washing and you've got this basin of water and maybe your master has 12 20 guests today and they're coming through one at a time and you're the one who has to stick your bare hands in there and the water is just turning brown and this is all the stuff that you're getting on your bare hands and under your fingernails and you can imagine easily why this is the job that the very lowest person on the totem pole is going to get right if you can delegate it you're going to delegate it and so this is the job though that jesus the lord of lords the king of kings god in the flesh this is the job that jesus has taken for himself at the supper to wash the disciples feet and the disciples have some real trouble understanding this, especially Peter. So when we uh, continue our passage, we're going to go in verse 6. Uh, let's read. So when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. That's a line that we all hear from Jesus at some point in our Christian walk. You don't understand what I'm doing now, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who is bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing So we have this thing going on where the disciples, especially Peter, are, are having difficulty with this idea of Jesus washing their feet. Jesus is their Lord and their teacher, and here he's taking on this incredibly humble role, 
and they don't yet have the framework to understand it. They don't even have a, a positive word yet to describe humility. They have uh, philotemia, the love of honor and applause. But here, uh, Jesus has turned that idea on its head. Don't love applause and honor, he says. Don't seek greatness as the world understands it, but instead serve one another in humility. And so this is a message for us today, and one question that, uh, that we'll probably ask is, who, who do we mean by one another? Who are these people that we need to serve and humble ourselves for? Um, lest we think that Jesus means only humbling ourselves to serve our friends and family, or people that we like, uh, it's interesting to note at this point that at this point in the meal, Judas Iscariot is still in the room. Uh, he, he doesn't get dismissed until later on in this chapter of John. So Judas Iscariot, the person who has been learning at Jesus' feet for three years, a disciple and a friend, and this very evening is going to betray him to death and torture, Jesus spends this evening washing his feet too. And I think that's, that's a powerful word for us in this time because we're, we're living in a point where it's so easy to become divided over, over whatever issue is going on at the time. We've got politics, we've got coronavirus, are you wearing a mask, are you not wearing a mask? And, and during all of this time where it's so easy to become divided, it's really easy to think, well, not, not him, Jesus. I don't want to wash that guy's feet, he's a liberal, or I don't want to wash that guy's feet, he's a Trump supporter, or I don't want to wash that person's feet, they're not wearing a mask, they don't care about my health, or whatever it is. And here we have Jesus, he's washing the feet of the man who will betray him to torture and death, and then he sits down and he points the finger at us and says, now it's your turn. As I have done, do also. God will bless you if you do these things. I think if that were the only thing in this passage, that would be a lot to chew on this week by itself. But uh, we do have more in this passage. So Jesus is an incredibly skilled teacher. And through this uh, object lesson, it was aimed to, to teach the disciples humility in response to their bickering. But uh, when Peter has his interruption in verse 6, uh, Jesus is quick to take advantage of it, and he works in a second layer of meaning to this uh, this demonstration that he's given. Uh, so let's take another look at that quick, and then afterwards we'll, uh, we'll start wrapping up and move into a time of communion. So in verse 6, uh, Peter gives his, his declaration, you'll never wash my feet. And Jesus has an interesting response. Unless I wash you, you won't belong to me, he says. So Peter, being the very passionate person that he is, he then flips to the other extreme and says, well, in that case, not just my feet, but also my hands and my head. And we get this reply from Jesus. A person who is bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. You disciples are clean, but not all of you. And he's referring to Jesus. Or he's referring to Judas. So what began as this, uh, this demonstration of humble service, he's added a, another layer of meaning here. We're we're clearly not talking about simple physical hygiene anymore, but although I know some of you have heard the saying, uh, uh, cleanliness is close to godliness, he's not saying that you actually have to be physically clean to get into heaven, thank goodness. Uh, he's saying, uh, where did I go? He 
he's, he's referring to a, a spiritual clean, cleanliness for salvation, being saved through the cleansing of his blood. And so Judas is not clean in this way, but the other disciples are. So with that change of topic in mind, uh, when Jesus says that a person who is bathed still needs to wash his feet on occasion, that he's giving us an indication that there's a spiritual uh, metaphor going on there. So just as we can find ourselves stepping in something physical when we're walking down the street, uh, we can also end up stepping in something spiritually. And we need to occasionally have our spiritual feet cleaned as well. Uh, there are a few ways that this can happen, and sometimes it's not us in particular, but sometimes we can end up stepping into someone else's stuff. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you. I've had conversations with friends where maybe they're, they're in a place where they're being very negative about life or politics or whatever is going on. Maybe it's work, and I've, I've come away from that conversation just feeling a little burdened in my spirit, like I got a little bit of that negativity on me, and now I'm carrying it with me. Or maybe it's just the, the negativity and the overwhelmingness of the, of the culture at large, and we get that on us, and we're just carrying it with us. Or maybe it is our own sin that we're still wrestling with. Although we're washed clean when we become saved, we still sin in our daily life, and we end up carrying that around with us, along with the the guilt that comes from knowing we've fallen short and we just we end up carrying around all of this spiritual dirt on our feet and Jesus is taking the opportunity to address that a little bit here in this interaction with Peter so if this is still true for us today that we need the occasional spiritual foot washing uh, what does that look like I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple of verses from first John that talk about this and then we'll be able to move into communion. I didn't uh, start a timer, but I feel like I'm going a little fast, so we might surprise them back in children's church. We'll have to take a long time with communion. So, <laughs> so this is uh, from 1 John 1, 8 and 9. I don't think I put this one on the board. I'm sorry. If we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, that's what we're talking about here, this daily cleansing from all unrighteousness, which John says comes through confession. Uh, this is also a part of communion. Uh, as we take the bread and the wine, or the, the cracker and the grape juice in our case, we're also asked to examine ourselves. And where we find that we have that spiritual dirt on our feet, uh, we offer a confession to the Lord, and we ask to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. Uh, so maybe it's a sin that we've been wrestling with, or maybe it's just the stuff from the world around us that we've been burdened by. Uh, we offer it up to Jesus, and he is faithful, just as he was with the disciples, to clean us from all of the spiritual mess of the world. So with that in mind, uh, let's, uh, let's move into a time of communion. Um, you should find the elements in a uh, seat in front of you. Got it, okay. And I believe we'll have uh, a little bit of uh, music in the background. How 
So as we uh, take the elements, we're invited by Paul to enter into this time of reflection. And I'm going to read a little bit from our passage earlier in Luke as we move into this time. Um, so from our passage in Luke earlier, Jesus first took the bread and he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. He went to the cross as an ultimate act of humility and grace. So as we take the bread, let's examine ourselves and look for those places where the Lord is calling us to humble ourselves. It could be in our relationships. It could be in service. So let's take a moment. Who could Lord Jesus, as we take the bread, I pray that you show us all of the ways in which we may serve with the same humility that you modeled for us in this passage today. He then took the cup and said, this is my blood that is poured out for you as a sacrifice. Uh, this is blood that washes us clean. So as we take the grape juice, let's again enter into that time of examination. The, the things that we're carrying around, the, the negativity from the culture around, the divisions, the um, sins that we've done, let us uh, offer that up to Lord Jesus, as we take the blood, we offer you up all the ways in which we've fallen short. The dirtiness that we walk through. We ask you in humility to cleanse us from all the Lord, as we go out into the uh, community this week, I pray that uh, this lesson continues to minister to our hearts. Let us go out in, commu uh, in humility. Let us go out in self-examination. Father, I ask that your blessing rest on each and every member of Hill City Assembly of God this week. And in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Yeah.